With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply Hello and welcome to the Playing Out From The Back podcast. I'm your host Sam Morgan and on a weekly basis I'll be joined by my fellow hosts Aaron and Bo. We'll be discussing the latest news around the popular world with zero filter. Be sure to like, subscribe and follow us on the usual social media platforms. Thanks for tuning in. guys, how you doing? Um, what do you think of the new uh, intro there Mo? You feeling that one for the summer? No, I'm not really liking that. I'm only <laughs> killing it no, off mate, already. No, no, mate, good, good. I like it, man. I like it. I like it, mate. I like it. New can, season, um, new yeah. season, new tunes. Got to be done. That's it, mate. A few new things coming up as well, the YouTube and stuff like that. So, yeah, good time to bring it in. Finally, people are gonna see what we look like. Though, I wonder if we'll lose listeners from that, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I've got to start getting on top of my haircuts. You know what I mean? Now I'm going to have to get on top of the haircuts and make sure it's always always done, mate. That's yeah. it, mate. Yeah, yeah. you got to be pristine now for, for, for everyone to obviously see. Yeah, so you're going to have to have, have that trim. I'm, or, I'm, my hair my hair's more on my chin, mate, than <laughs> my head, though, these days. Or, or, or I can do the old, the old uh, hat trick, you know, put the hat on the top of the head. Not hat trick as in goals, the old hat trick, yeah, and put the hat on yeah. when the hair's messy. I, I don't. I don't think anyone had. I don't think anyone had your name and a hat trick in the same sentence. They knew what you were talking about, mate. Don't, don't worry about that, mate. I've got a little fact for you: the closest I ever come, I've scored two, two, uh, two goals in a game. Was it against Bedfont, Bedfont, or Bedfont Town? The one they're called Bedfont and Feltham now. But yeah, I think yeah. when I was playing them, it was years ago. They were called okay. Bedfont. Um, I scored a great header from about 13 yards out from a corner, right okay, into the yeah. top corner. Yeah. And then the second goal was from a corner. I've creeped around the back post and it's, it's bounced at the front post and creeped all the way through about 20 players and literally landed at my feet on the line of tapping. And that I've already the... got horrors. I've already got horrors of the person that was supposed to be at the front stick dealing with that. What's going on? Like... <laughs> Yeah, mate. You know, you know when, um, you know when you got a bad pitch. Yeah, Molsey's was was um was notorious for being bad. The Moldy Molsey bubble. So yeah. when it when when it got to the end of the season and it dried out, it was like oh. so, so a bad corner in, and then you just see it bounce. All the dust come up. First player miss it. Goalie go for it. Go through his legs or something. Miss like two defenders battling it out. Uh, defending a striker battling out in the box and then I've somehow just creeped round the back and tapped it in mentally that, mate that that pitch is just never going to change there's just certain <laughs> pitches yeah oh the dust yeah you're not oh, mate. <laughs> it's horrible yeah, you know your goal kick comes up someone misses yeah that dust in all in your mouth and that no <laughs> <laughs> there was only one pitch yeah and this was from years ago so this is going back years um, 
that was worse, and it was Dawkins. Look how good of a club Dawkins Wanderers are now. But yeah, when they when they when they were Dawkins, and they used to play there with who did they play there with? Um, they begin with they begin with they begin with Bookham, Dawkins and Bookham oh, used to play on that pitch. Yeah, Do you remember years yeah. ago? Um, yeah. And their pitch was a port. Like every yeah. time I went there, I used to think. There is just no way this game is going to get played. Like, do you know? You know when you know when you turn up first game of the season, right? You're thinking, okay, they must have done some work. It's going to be all right. <laughs> but I, I think Duffer Hill was better. Like, you, <laughs> some, honestly, I tell you what, you'll be shocked with. Obviously, uh, for local teams around us, whose pitch is ridiculously now a carpet. Which the last time I went to, they well, I turned up there and I pulled the team off until they sorted it out because it was glass on the pitch. It was Rains Park Vale. Carpet now. I, you Carpet. Know what? I actually heard, I actually heard a little rumour a couple of months ago that they've got a little bit of money and they're putting it all into the ground. Like, put, putting it, it all yeah. into getting the pitch it is into an absolute carpet. Pitch, clubhouse, changing rooms so you're not going to sit on a nail or something like that because, oh my God, that was... You were you were getting tetanus for sure in that changing room, man. Like, I don't care what was what was happening, but uh, yeah, they've 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 um, done everything they needed to do with that pitch, and it looks it looks half decent now. Um, and they've even got rid of the slope. They haven't just like carpeted over it. Have they? They've actually, yeah, the slope has the slope has gone as well. So what did um, they do? Put 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 soil down and and, and raise it or. Yeah, so anyone in the local area has said if you wanted to go and get topsoil anywhere, it probably doesn't exist because they probably all needed it for <laughs> that pitch to level it out. So, uh, yeah. mate, you know that pitch, yeah, that pitch. So, I um, Rain Park Val pitch is is one of my worst pitches that I ever played on. Uh, I played there about four times, and I think three times I've come off injured. The first time. I was playing there in a pre-season friendly. Just got a big move to um to Chertsey. I was on good money. There he is, yeah. And um, I was running up the hill, went to turn. My foot got stuck in the ground, and I just broke an ankle, mate. Just like oh. that. Not even, not even under, not even under any tackle. Like it was a little bit of a jostle with a striker, but he didn't make no contact. With my ankle, my ankle got caught in the ground. Oh. I tried to walk it off. It wasn't a floppy like you know, like a bad break. I tried to walk it off and I said, I said, I can't, like, I can't, like, I just can't run this off. Yeah. Went to bloody hospital after. They said, yeah, you got a crack straight through the middle of your, um, of your ankle, mate. And that was that. I was out for months, mate. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then the set, the, another injury I got there, um, when we went, when we won the league at Molesy, I had, we needed to get a draw there and we had two games left. And if we got a draw or, a win we won the league that day yeah and um we went one nil uh, they went one nil up I think we equalized or something along the lines of that or we went one nil up and then the ball went over the top I was running down the hill and I'd obviously hit top speed but you're going down the hill so now my legs are trying to go faster (laughs) than my legs can go and my hamstring just went and that was that so I never got to play I never got to play um, I was off for the last half hour of that game and then I never got to play the final game the trophy lifting game because my ankle was uh, uh, my hamstring was done so yeah another little fun fact about Rains Park Vale mate (laughs) yeah do you know in terms of the worst worst ground the one ground well not worst but the ground I always hated playing was at Banstead because it could be like like today, thirty plus degrees. You go there, it's minus thirty. The breeze was a joke. Like there'd be no outside of the stadium. There was no wind, but there wind. It was it was, it was such a broad pitch, wasn't it? Yeah, I, yeah. Like, it was yeah, such yeah. a broad pitch, and then the the stands weren't that high. Uh, weren't that high round. So it was just like. When it was in, it was always swirly, wasn't it, round there? And they ain't got much round there protecting the protecting the pitch. Same as yeah. Whiteleaf, really, as well. Whiteleaf was always cold and cold, dingy yeah, yeah, and yeah. dreary round there. Oh, um, man, another one. When I was at Reading Town, I was like, yeah, go. Reading Town, good club, good facilities. Got there. Oh, my God. Slush pit, mate, it was. But um, they paid good money, so I put up with it. But, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that well. Talk of money being paid, mate. There's a lot of transfers going out right now. Um, and obviously, we wanted to, for you listeners, what we're going to do is obviously leading up to the to the league, we're going to go for each team 
look at their needs, look at what the wheeling dealing that they've uh, been doing up to this point. Obviously, we'll talk about some of the bigger transfers that obviously come in as well. Um, but it's also uh, we'll do, we'll do it in the league league table order because it's the one time we probably get to talk about Arsenal being top of the league. Um, <laughs> so we can we can dive straight into that. So, so Mo, what are you thinking so far? Good bit of business so far, and um, you you want to add to it right now, or what you would want to add? Should we say? Are we talking Arsenal now? Yeah, we're talking Arsenal, mate. Yeah, so take a deep okay. breath, <laughs> no, mate. Honestly, I think I'm the most positive Arsenal fan there is. You know, like I've got massive backing for Mikel Arteta, um, and I think I think for the window that it is, I would have probably been happy with a, maybe another one player but I always was aware that this, this transfer window would be difficult with the Euros and yeah. and stuff going on in the background but what you got to look at uh, what Arteta and um, Edu have definitely done is they've secured the future of pretty much all of our young stars so you know we've got um, obviously Emil Smith-Rowe signing the five year um, we got Kieran Tierney just signed the five year Um uh, Saka's got plenty of time left on his contract, so they are getting the you know the players, the key players that they would consider key players signed up on long term contract, which is which is one part of the the job so far in the window, which they are doing. Um, in terms of transfers in, I'm really excited about Lakonga. I've done a lot. Yeah. I've done a little bit of research on him, um, and I'm just excited about him. Very agile, gets around the pitch, can pass. Um, and I think it's it's the sort of midfielder that Arsenal haven't got in such a long time. I mean, Party's obviously the first instalment, but uh, Lokonga, you, you can see we're going a different way with our midfielders, and I really think we needed to do that. Yeah. Um, Nuno Nuno Tavares at left back as well. Um, we needed a backup left back. Um, Kalasinac has to go. Uh, we need to move on from him. Um, and I'm really liking the sort of age profile that we're going for, the 20, 21, 22, 23, that sort of age. And I, I really like that. Uh, we've, we've obviously Ben White as well on mm. his way in. Um, and I really like that that profile. Um, in terms of in terms of players that we need to get, I still think we've, we've got... F- I think we still need to make four or five signings. Um, but the one thing about this window is that I really do believe we'll do it. I believe that the way we're going about things and even the players we're getting linked with, um, the the fees that are getting spoken about tell me that we are at least asking the questions and we're going with intent. And I, I, we haven't seen this from Arsenal maybe in, our, in my lifetime. I, I, I honestly haven't seen this level of intent from an Arsenal board or manager in my, in my lifetime, Arsene Wenger was just never like that. Players just showed up, you know, like um, your Urzils and your Sanchez's. It weren't like we went out with an intent to get that player. It, yeah, just, yeah. it always seemed like that player just showed up. And I like the way we went about um, Ben White. It's not quite complete yet, but it's looking like it's going to be complete. If that's the player that he wants, yeah, and we have yeah, to pay can. 50 million for him, go out mm. and get him. People yeah, are going, yeah. oh my God, he's 50 million. He's a 35, he's not a 50 million pound player. But I can tell you right now that Liverpool bid 35 million for him last summer. Mm-hmm. So if that got rejected, 35 million, 40 million, 45, it's not that much. They they rejected Liverpool last summer. So, you know, I think, I, think what people, I, think, I think what people keep doing is they keep comparing the bids that apparently are going in for Varane for, for United. What people don't realise is that although Varane might be only an extra eight to ten million pounds if you're looking at the fee, if the reported fees are correct, you've got to remember the agent fees and all the other fees that come with Varane as well are completely different. The wages that Varane's going to be on, the bonuses he's going to be on, That's they're going I mean. to be that it's not it's not an eight to ten million, it's an extra twenty to thirty million. By the time you're all, you're all, and people don't realize that. Yeah, and people don't realize, and people don't realize, people don't realize that. Yeah, and look at what we're, look at what we're getting is a tick in the homegrown box in terms of the 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 
the the uh, English player bit. Forget the English tax. I don't think that really is a, a thing in this in this transfer. If I'm honest, when you look at what you look at the full the full package, and the guy has got a lot more on the age front. We're getting a 23 year old at that price. I don't know how old's Ran? 27 now, maybe. 28. 28. 28. Yeah. So, what are you? What are you getting out of that now? I, I, I've got, I've got, I'm a, like you, mate. I'm actually really happy. And to be a Lekonga, yes, I totally agree. And I think it's the legs that were needed around Partey. Partey's mobile, but he, he's not, he's not got that electric bit of pace, you know, like to bow you out sometimes. I think Lekonga does have that. We're putting some legs in and around Partey in there, and we, and like you said, they're back in Arteta. They're, they're getting the players he wants, not just the name, but the profile, so the style of player that he wants as well, which is which is encouraging. And I, I do have a question on on terms of some of the rumours as well, because there's been a few obviously coming out around Tammy Abraham. So do you see that as a... Would you, see, would you, would you encourage that one? Not for me. Not for me. Not for me. It, me personally. Um, I understand... The interest, and if the deal was good, if you were going to get Tammy Abraham for 15 20 million, I'd probably take it. Um, but I just I look at the way that Arteta wants to play, and I can't see what Abraham offers that the rest of the players that we have don't offer. Do you get what I mean? I don't see Abraham as an all round center forward, I don't see him as that, but maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't see him as an all-round centre forward, and I believe that there's, if we're going to be paying forty million pounds, there's more rounded centre forwards out there, even with the same age profile-ish, that you could get for that money. I don't think that Tammy Abraham is the best that you could get for forty million. Mm. Um, I, I, me personally, I wouldn't go for him. What would you? Personally. Who would you spend? Who would you spend forty million on striker? I'd maybe look someone like Odson Edward. He's a sort of age profile, the Celtic striker. He's mm-hmm. scored lots of goals up there. Um, you know, obviously it is a different league, but I think that you know I don't watch all the Celtic games, but watching the old firm derbies, watching Celtic in the Europa League. Um, etc. etc. I think that you've got a more all round striker there. Um, even the uh Sweden forward Isaac, I'm sure. Is it Swedish that he is? I'm sure he's yeah, Swedish. Swedish. Yeah, 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 Swedish. A more all round forward, a more all round, more rounded forward. Um, again, same age profile, and I can't see it being more than. 40 million. I, I don't, I, I just don't see it being more than that. Do you know who I'd go for? And I'll probably get him less than, and we're probably going to get on to, no, 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 is, is Ivan Tony at Brentford. Uh, I, Ivan Tony at Brentford, I think commands the same sort of money. Well, yeah, okay, I don't think you, okay. you get him less, much less, but you do pay that money, and I do see what you're saying. and with Ivan Tony, I think he's a more complete all-round forward. Yeah. I, yeah. I think he's 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 hold-up play. He's he's stuffing and around the box is slightly better than Tammy Abraham. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah, I think Tammy Abraham's more of a box, uh, a goal, uh, eighteen-yard box striker. Don't yeah, think he, definitely. He does much much of the other stuff that I well. Think people have got to be, you know. Here's my other thing with Arsenal, and actually not just Arsenal. The, the English clubs at the moment, they're sniffing out the fact that they've got this power of money now because Bundesliga, the big guns, Dortmund, Bayern, struggling for money. The League One, struggling, take out PSG, people struggling for money. You know, we, we've seen the pie league, we're seeing people like they need to get either get the, get the wages off the wage bill or try and bring some money in. Syria are struggling. You know, that. I think the UK teams again. You know what? It's a good opportunity because we can pick up a couple of bargains here. Mm. It, it might save you. And I think Arsenal are being smart with doing it now. You know, and getting some of these again, some of the younger players as well, who are not going to you know 
if they needed the money, they'd probably hold on to it. Or didn't need the money, they'd hold on to it a little bit more, or be able to hold on a little bit longer to maybe get an extra five, ten, fifteen million. So I think it's I think it's smart business as well. And I want to cover this point because I keep seeing it, and I've been asked to speak about it. Is Jamie O'Hara once again? This guy just talks for the sake of it. He's brought up once again the whole Martinez situation. Why are Arsenal now trying to buy 30 million Ramsdale but sold Martinez for 20 million? Let me take a little step back and address this because this keeps winding me up when people keep bringing up about Martinez. There was no reason to doubt Leno at the time of letting Martinez go. He'd actually come off the back of a half-decent season, Leno, before any injuries as well. Martinez put the ultimatum to Arsenal. Pay me and make me number one. Or I'm off and I'll let my contract go go down. Arsenal took the money there and then because they did the right thing by backing Leno, to be honest, at that time. In hindsight, you might say, yes, we should have paid the money and gone with Martinez. But at the time, there was no reason to do that. So they took the money that they could, like you should do and what Arsenal should do, rather than letting the contract get whittled down and take no money or very little money, which was probably going to happen with Lacazette, by the way. And now we need a backup goalkeeper. Naturally, we need a backup goalkeeper, but we also need a succession. So rather than buying a number two and then keeping him a number two, I think there's still a way of actually bringing someone in that can fill that void because Leno seems to be picking up a few injuries here and there as well. So even if we do keep him, we need a reliable number two, not just someone that's going to do one or two games sporadically. So these people out there said I was to do a bad business. It was at, at the time, it was good business for me. Mate, 20 million, yeah, for your backup goalie in a time where no one had any money to spend is good mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. I understand that Martinez has gone on and he's done well. Yeah, it's it, it's it, uh, it's very difficult to sit there and say, oh, it's very easy to sit there in hindsight and say, oh, we should have kept him. I, I listen. I I agree. In those games that he played. He was a very good keeper for us. A very good keeper for us. Mm-hmm. he done well. He had all the attributes. But he's been at Arsenal for 10 years. 10 yeah. years before that. And he had never even... I'd never... I'd barely seen him play. Do you understand? <laughs> so then... So then... Someone comes in and offers 20 million for him. You've already got your number one. He's the definite number two. Someone's saying, OK, this guy's played 10, 10 games in the Prem. We'll buy him off you for 20 million. Everyone's taking that. It's just yeah. so easy. It's so easy in hindsight for people like Jamie O'Hara to, to talk this crap. But the reality is, is that 20 million for your reserve goalie is very good money. Exactly. It's a very good deal. Yeah, exactly. But, exactly. You know, it's, it's always, it's easy. It's easy to look upon it and say, oh, he's doing well now. Why did we sell him? Uh, I, I listened to a um, to a, a journalist the other day, and he said, "He said no one wants to sell your best players when they're playing well, but everyone complains when you sell them at a cut price. When you sell a player at a cut price, so when's the right time to sell them? Sell them, yeah. When when do you get? When's the right time to sell them? Because Saka's playing well now. If someone comes and puts in a hundred and twenty million pound bid for Saka, do we sell him? Everyone says no. But will Saka ever be worth 120 million again? Again, yeah. Do you get yeah. where I'm coming from? And I, think the, I think the only way that that is a good... Okay, yes, 120 million is great. But you need to make... For me, it's knowing in the background you're going to invest that money wisely. Like You know, you know if you've got historically a, a side that can... Here's my... I'll tell you, here's, here's a side for you. Leicester. Yeah, perfect team. So, so if Leicester, let's forget Madison coming to Arsenal. I'm just saying Madison in general. If someone says, "Hey, we're prepared to pay sixty million for Madison," they will take that in a heartbeat because they've got such good recruitment that they'll probably find free players at twenty million a piece. Mm. And if and those and at least one of those will fetch the sixty million again. 
and that's what they've that's what they've been doing. Tillemans didn't I didn't think cost that much. I think between twenty and thirty million, they could probably even have two three years out of him, probably still find that same money for him again. Because of what, yeah, or more. You know, that's that that's the thing is they they've done well. They're the sort of clubs that can do well out of that. My worry at the moment is I don't have that. I don't have that sort of faith in Arsenal spending 120 million wisely right now. Plus, the other thing is is that people know you've got that money, and mm-hmm. they still demand it. Whereas, even if it's less, even though they know you've got that money, they these clubs that they go and get players from still don't demand that silly cash. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, it's just one of those, just one of those things. I still think big clubs pay the big club tax. They always will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if, Ars- if Arsenal come in. You know, regardless of whether people think they've got money, Arsenal have always got money. Don't let don't anyone don't let anyone think that they don't. Um, they, they're always, you know, if it's if it's a smaller club, same player, they're not thinking that. They're not, no way are they think. No way are they thinking that. So, yeah, it is an is an interesting one. I, I, I say for, for Arsenal, I think they've done well. I, I agree with you. Maybe yeah, four or five signings. I, I definitely think we need another forward. I think we've got to address this Lacazette issue. He's got one year left on the contract. Either give him a new one or or sell him. Like don't we can't differ on this. You yeah. know we've got we've got to deal with that right now. You yeah. either back it, you either back him and give him the contract, or you or you don't sell, get some money out of it, and we go and we go and get someone else. You know. Mm. Um, well, as it stands, our whole forward line, Lacazette, um, say Eddie and Ketia and Abamyang, there's only probably twenty four months in all of them, and they're all got. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Bamyang, he, he's only got another, what, two, two, three years on his contract? Yeah, so yeah, because he he's be around signed, I mean, another... he signed last year. No, that's yes. what I mean. So we need to, we so need we, to get we, someone. So we, we literally need, we need someone. We need to start taking the forward line in another direction from now. One one player every window. One player at a time, exactly. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So we sort of need that's to. I agree. And I think right now when you look at, okay, you've got Pepe on, on one side, you're going to have Saka on another. So yeah, start thinking about that right now and having someone through the middle. I don't, uh, it's it's hard one with Aubameyang. I actually think he's still better off coming off the left. Um, I really do. Um, but yeah, I think it's something that we need to, uh, to address uh, quite, quite quickly. I, I look at the, I look at the back line again, need to get Bellerin off the books and you need to, you need to get a right back in. I did warm to Cedric, as you know, I wasn't his biggest fan, but I warmed to him. But is he your starting right back? Not for me, still. No. Like he's he's good, but he's not he's not your starting one. Not if you want to, not if you want to obviously actually be seriously spoken about in that top four race. I'm not saying we're going to get top four, but at least be in and around it properly. Um, I think you do need that that right back in there. Having Tierney, great. We've now got a decent a decent backup. We've got Ben White obviously coming in, having Ben White. Um, and, and holding in there potentially Gabriel as well. We're we're in a we're in a good spot there. I th- I still think that yeah we need one more, um, a, a number eight basically. In, yeah. In 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 that in that midfield for me. Um, I, I'm not I'm not saying we need an Aaron Ramsey. I'm talking about an Aaron Ramsey that was literally, he was literally box to box. I think we do we do need that, and hopefully it'll stop Partey trying to shoot from forty yards. I don't think he's ever scored one in his life, and he still tries it. Um, but yeah, we could probably do, probably do with that. Um, but Mo, before we make this an Arsenal pod, I'll give you one last word on Arsenal, and we'll, we'll move on to uh, one of the new boys. Is there anything else you want to add there? No, I mean, I'll just my final things will, will be just what they need to address, and it's pretty similar. You know, Ben White comes in. Need another right back. Need a a ball player midfielder. Still, I think we need to address the number ten position, um, and another centre forward. There's there's still Arsenal still got to be very active in this in this transfer window for the rest of the time. And um, I think we still need four or five new players. And if we get less than three of those players, then I don't I don't even re. I mean, we need to do more. We we also need a backup goalie as well. So. That's six. So I think we really, really and truly, for this window to be a success, we need to see another four incomings um, at Arsenal, to be fair. All right, then quickly address this one. If if we can only do three in the summer and we might look at something else in the winter, what would be the, the top three positions you'd need to address right now? Okay, I'd go. So is Ben White already here or not? Ben White's here. 
Right. Right back. Mm-hmm. Um, and the two centre midfield positions. So, um, a ball player midfielder and a number 10. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. what I'll go with. I'd go with those three players. Um, the backup goalie, you can wait. Um, I know that it's a risk, but you can wait. Um, and then I think we, we, the players in the other positions, Lacazette and Aubameyang, isn't an immediate problem, but it will be a problem going forward. Going forward yeah. Do you get what I mean? So, yeah. yeah, I'd go with them three. I think those the, 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 the right-back and the, the two midfielders are definitely needed. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, fair enough. Fair enough. And uh, moving on to what has somehow been a bit of a Twitter war between the two clubs, but we're moving on to uh, Aston Villa. Um, obviously, for, for, for them, yeah, it's, people saying that they, they beat obviously Arsenal to, to the Norwich Norwich lad. Um, obviously, they brought they brought him in. I think the biggest signing they're going to have is keeping Jack Grealish, but um, obviously, looking at their, their side, they, they, they've, got a, they've, got a, they've got a good side, you know. We've obviously mentioned uh, Martinez in there, we got Aaron's um favorite, obviously, Matty Cash in there. You know, concert obviously at, at, at the back as well. Um, obviously, you're looking at star boy Jack Grealish, Ollie Watkins. Obviously, a, you know, good good player in there as well. But do you think? Uh, obviously, they're gonna they're gonna probably add. They might add one or two. But with what they got now on paper, still enough to obviously keep them in the league. Do you do you think they'll be comfortable still? Yeah, Villa will be comfortable, and I think they'll spend more money. I think Grealish is gone. I don't I don't think there's any question that. Grealish is gone based on based on them attempting to sign um, Smith Rowe Smith Rowe that tells me that they know or they've been told by Jack Grealish that he wants to leave I mean if they'd already signed Buendia um, and then to go on and try and attempt to sign Smith Rowe tells me that they they know something ahead of time and I think that that's that they're going to lose Greenish. They'll get good money from you know eighty to a hundred million, and then it's about the reinvestment of of that money. Where's where's like um, where's Jack Greenish go? Man City, without oh. question, without question. I think there's going to be one or two big departures from Man City. I don't. I was going to I was going to say to you, yeah, we will obviously, you know, in the later episodes, we will definitely dive into this a bit more. But if Jack Grealish does go there, I, I think there was a, there was a rumor that came out obviously at the start of the transfer window. We were talking about people were talking about Mares and Sterling, I believe, uh, as being ones that that could potentially make way. And obviously, this was before the Euros. Obviously, what Sterling was doing, but yeah, Jack Grealish, he can't be he can't be a bench warmer. He cannot, he cannot. That's the one uh, thing though about when you go to Man City, you sort of have to accept that you're no one's no one's a main starter. There's not I mean, normally Pep has one or two players that start ninety nine five percent of the games. A couple of seasons ago it was Sterling and De Bruyne. More this season it's like De Bruyne and Mares. Mares has played a large chunk of the games. Um but he normally has his one or two go tos um, in the in the upper in the uh, top end of the pitch, and then all the others, all the other four or five up there, get rotated basically weekly. You just never know who's going to play. Um, so I think you sort of have to accept that. But I mean, if you want to win competitions, and it's pretty much a guarantee that if you go there, you're going to win one or two trophies. You know what I mean? Like that's a guarantee. There's no doubts. Um, yeah. That you're going to take something home. I, I, I think I saw um, the Aston Villa were looking at Leon Bailey um, from Bayer Leverkusen, and so that's another yeah. one that that's another one that tells me that they're preparing for the they're preparing for the, the you know the the loss of of Jack Greenish. So I don't know. I mean, I think man, I think Aston Villa. What I will say about Aston Villa is. Their recruitment last season was good because Matty Cash um, came in, didn't he? They had a solid back line um, in there. They got, obviously, McGinn. They brought Barkley in, who did well. um, And they brought Watkins in. So their recruitment, especially from the last window, was good. And who's the boy that they bought from... Was it Leon? Um, Who's the... What's his name? The boy that they bought from Leon... 
Um, well, who's this? Villa? Yeah, for last last season, last season, not this season. Ex Chelsea boy. Um, what's his name? Aston Villa. Let me just check his name. Ex-Chelsea. Done very well. Yeah, he did very well. Bertrand Traore. Uh, oh, so sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a good season this season as well. So, and obviously Marti- Martinez. So their actual last window was very successful as well. So going by, going by having, you know, good transfer windows and spending the money correctly. I think if they do get the money from Jack Grealish, they've got a lot of money behind them already. But with the money from Jack Grealish, I'm sure they'll be able to bring in few a few decent. Um, players to come in there and strengthen them. Definitely a top-half finish, I'd say, for Villa next season, based on the season that they've just had. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they'll, be in a, they'll be in a good spot. I think they do need... I do think they might, even if they do lose Jack Grealish, I think that they need to get a a decent uh, or a, a much better backup for, for Ollie Watkins on those goals through the middle, in my, in my opinion. But yeah, I think they will... Um, they will be comfortable as as, as well, but um, yeah, Jack Greedish. That is a that's such a tough one to lose, though, mate. I've got to say, um, you know, to to do that. Um, but yeah, I, I'm. I think they'll be. I think they'll be comfortable as well. I do. I do think they'll be comfortable. But uh, yeah, they can stop with this trying to be rivals with us. You know, it's absolutely mental. I, I I don't think we were in for that Norwich boy as much as they they keep saying we were. Um, yeah, what? Well, well, I mean, but why? Why would Jack Grealish? Why would Jack Grealish stay? He's, he's he, but he's he's Villa through and through. That's the thing. I I know I know what you're saying, but some players he just seems to have this like I am, I am Villa through and through. And I think you know what? Back in the day, you know when you had to be at a big team to to play for England and all of that. I think he realised he doesn't need to be. Um, it's just like. Could he stay? I I guess it's the flip of the coin. Is when do I go to then actually really seriously challenge for for trophies and do I get that opportunity again? So I I get it. I just don't know if he might he goes this season. But again, Harry Kane does go to City. I can see exactly why he would go because I mean he's going to put things on the plate for that guy and so the numbers will be crazy. I think between the two of them. I think the the, the league's over if if they get Jack Grealish and. Um, Harry Kane, by the way. But, um, yeah. Well, do, do you see any reason he stays? Or do you think he's 100% gone? Well, I think, I mean, he's done all he can for Villa. Guided them to comfortable in the Premier League. Um, went down, come back up with them. He's obviously the standout player. He's he's moving into that, that realm of being a England's main player. I just think he needs to be playing at the highest level. So it's like for him, would it be a, is it a thing where he needs to say to himself, what do I want to do now? Do I want to stay here and play for my boyhood club and be a one club man and maybe win an FA cup? Or do I want to go on and win major honors? It's up to him. Yeah. That, that's, that's how I look at it. It's up to him. It's, it's, it's his decision. Um, and I think at the end of the day, how Jack Grealish must be what twenty five now? Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, uh, he's he's coming into his prime. He's got to, he's got to make that decision now, in my opinion, because he's what twenty yeah twenty five now. He's twenty six in September. I think it's the perfect time for him to move. Yeah, no, a, yeah. Okay, I can see, I can see that. That's that's fair. That's fair. Well, yeah. Again, he, it's another one. But I'm actually looking forward to seeing whether um, whether that where that unfolds and where he obviously ends up because um, I think some of these boys in the England camp are uh, <laughs> are definitely sniffing out some big some big moves ahead. Um, that's that's for sure. Um, let's get on to the new boys. Oh, Brentford. Obviously, they've got like a great coach. Obviously, down there, they they obviously defied a few odds to to get there. I don't think anyone saw. Brentford probably four or five years ago going to be in the in the Premier League. Um, you're newly promoted side. What what do you strengthen? Do you go do you go attack and go base around what you've got? We got there, like we just mentioned, obviously Ivan Tony. Do you strengthen it up there and try and score as many goals as possible, or do you, do you shore up the back? What what takes your priority, man? 
I think when you come into the Premier League, uh, being a team like Brentford, Brentford always recruit well. They always recruit players that make them money and they always recruit players that improve the team. Yeah. Um, so I think for them, ripping up the script and starting signing, you know, big Premier League players wouldn't really work for them. I think they just need to stick to their philosophy, but they just need to get better players at doing that. Um, it's it, you know, you some Premier League standard players, but sticking with their philosophy for the early stages, a bit like what, um, a bit like what Sheffield uh, United did their first season, go down that route. Like, but then as it goes on, you do actually have to get the Premier League standard players. But I think for the first season for a team like Brentford, they just need to stick to their philosophy. Buy players from the lower leagues who they think can make it at the higher level um, and strengthen all through the spine of the team. And I think that's mm. the key to staying in the Premier League, strengthening the spine of the team. Normally, when you come up, you need to buy an ably, an ably, uh, you know, an able, an able person for that level through the spine of the team because that's where the real strength is needed, you know. Um, I know they've got a decent left back, Rico Henry, um, and a decent centre back. What's his name again? Actually, I was actually uh, he, he come from non league. What's the centre back that come through the non league ranks? He was at two in the Mitchum. I actually remember. Um, I actually remember he was playing for two in the Mitchum years ago. Yeah, Pinnock. Pinnock. Yeah, yeah, he's from yeah. Pinnock. Yeah, what player, yeah. mate? Yeah, so, Dalit Hamlet and that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's um. He's a player. They've got obviously even Tony. I believe he's ready for the highest level, and he'll he'll score them a few goals. But I think again, especially in the forward area, they're gonna need to strengthen with some Premier League know-how. I know that Tony will get goals, but they need to strengthen with Premier League know-how up there. Um, so you know they might need to look in that area. But I think they stick to their philosophy, um, and yeah, continue doing what they've been doing so far. I don't know. I think I think this season, looking at the league table, there's a lot of candidates for potential to go down um, based on their last few seasons and a lot of change at the club. Um, so Brentford might, you know, it, it could be a situation where Brentford are all right. You know, Burnley, um, I'm sure we'll get to them later. But Burnley, I mean, they're not signing players. They're going with the same group of players pretty much season in, season out. And we all know that eventually that catches up with you, um, especially in the Premier League, you know what I mean? And then you've got Newcastle, again, not spending money. Um, had a good run at the end of the season um, that kept them up. Norwich, again, not spending money. Watford, there's candidates down there. Um, well, I look at it, Crystal Palace, change of manager, losing lots of players. There's there's people there who there's a potential for them to have a bad season. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And I think that Brent, Brentford could capitalise from that. Yeah, no, I can see that. I can see that. I think, I don't think now they'll struggle as much as people, some, some people obviously said. I think, um, I'll tell you who I think will struggle and obviously is our, ne- our next team. I actually have got them to, to get relegated is, is Brighton. I think they're going to lose, obviously Ben White, you know, it looks like it's obviously going to happen. Obviously, to come to come to us, um, I think Basuma is going to get picked up. I actually think Liverpool might end up with Basuma. Um, you know, start taking out what you just said there. Start taking out the spine. You find yourself in 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 trouble, um, and it, there's no real sort of investment there. Even if they have the 50, 50 million. Um, from from us and Basuma, you know, you might fetch 30, 40 million as well. So, are they going to go and are they going to go and spend, let's say, sixty to to eighty million? I don't think so. I think they'll spend twenty million. And hope hope for the best. Hope for a couple of bargains, obviously, pay off because I think they just need to rely on um, sort of using that money to to bring them back to where they were with, with before COVID, right? So, because um, obviously they're not getting the the bigger, the bigger sort of deals that obviously the big clubs are obviously getting. It's, it's to be honest, it's it's Brian. Um, so I don't see them going too too crazy with it. And 
I think they've always flirted in and around that relegation zone. So I don't think they'll want to go uh, gung-ho and spend all of that money and find yourself relegated um, on, on that gamble. I think they'd rather try and keep some of that money, use the parachute payments to then maybe um, use it for a bigger squad and a better squad potentially even for the championship to come back up. But did you see them? You see them any different? You see them going crazy and with that money that they probably get in from them two players? Or what, if you think Basuma leaves, that is. What I will say is I think they've got a good manager in Gary uh, Graham Potter. Um, he got them playing a very good brand of football without having the striker to finish it off. Um, I think the, the problem for Brighton won't lie in losing Basuma and losing Ben White, because I think you can sign a player that can fill the ben, ben White void. I mean, he's not going to be as good as Ben White, but he can fill the void appropriately to keep them in the league. You can sign, a, uh, you know, you can find another Basuma, but for them, the big thing is, can they find the guy to put the, the, the ball in the back of the net? That's That's really the main thing for them, because they just haven't had that. And I think... If they can't find that striker, regardless of who they sell, if they can't find that striker, then I agree with you. But if they can manage to find a striker that gets them 15, 20 goals this season, which isn't easy, but, you know, you can go sometimes go out into Europe, you can go around Europe, there'll be lots and lots and lots of teams who need to generate money and might be willing to sell a player for a good price. If they can go out and find that striker that can come and score 15 10, 15, 20 goals, then I think they'll be all right. Mm. But it's the go- that's the golden ticket. Everyone's looking for that striker. Everyone wants that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Everyone's looking yeah. for that striker. But, I mean, there'll be a lot of bargains going around. And that's, that's been my thing since the start of the window. If there's one, t- if there's one time where you need to rebuild your team on a budget, mm. this is the window. There is going to be, come August, there's going to be bargains galore. Once once certain cogs start moving at the big clubs and, the, and then this club needs to make money to get this player and this club needs to make money to get this player and this player need, this guy needs to leave the club because he ain't going to get any games and the loans start and the, and the cogs start moving, there's going to be some absolute bargains. Deadline day this, this, this season will be one of the best ever. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I'm sure of it, mate. Because uh, I, the I, amount miss, of... I miss it. I miss the the good deadline days when before we had all these in the nose as well, like um, telling you all about the rumors and you having to look on like just little dark, <laughs> the dark web for these little rumors or whatever. <laughs> but it, you know, it suddenly appeared. That's what was so good about Urzu and Sanchez and stuff like yeah, that. Like, you know, when literally come out of nowhere. Decent, yeah, you were sat there waiting for things to come up in yellow like Sky had like an army of journalists like they're just trying to up get and this down out. The country. up and down the country people standing out in there in the cold we got to see Red Map hanging out of his Range Rover it was um, it, it was uh, unreal but uh, yeah I do, I do miss that a little bit actually but um, yeah I still think like you said I still think it's going to be a good one as you know mate we've had Copper America We've had the Euros. These boys are on late holidays. You know, we're talking about Ben White, you know, waiting for him to come back from holiday to sort of finalise this. And I think that's what we're going to be looking at. There's a lot of young players that are out at the Olympics as well right now. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a few things that I think will lead it to be, um, will lead them to be to be quite quite late. So, um, yeah, now that would be... It will be. It will be. It will be a lo- lovely one. But we do have. We do have one more team, obviously, to 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 cover us off for the first first section of going through these teams. Don't know how glamorous this one's going to be, mate. But we'll try to to spruce it up a bit. And that is Burnley. <laughs> what, listen, what do you reckon listen, they do? Get, get listen, some, invest in a new pie shop or something. Listen, yeah. we we can't take we can't take anything away from Sean Dice because somehow some way he always manages to find to find um you know the players or the points to stay in the league but what I worry about is how how many seasons can they go picking up these free transfers look they signed um Wayne Hennessy from Crystal Palace like mm. on a free transfer like I mean 
how how many seasons can they get away with signing one or two lone players here and there? Like, I don't understand how many seasons they can they think they'll be able to get away with that in the Premier League. Yeah. Um, they signed a young centre back from from Stoke, Nathan Nathan Collins, who's a good prospect, twenty years old. But with them, I just always think if you don't invest in that team, it's going to catch up with you. But then. Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes just somehow every season manage to find enough goals, but there will there will be a season where they get caught out. Um, manager has one year left on his contract as well, which is another big thing. Hasn't been offered a new contract. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it could be a tough season for Burnley, but we've said this a lot, loads of times before. And... They've come up with the goods, but I just worry about their lack of investment year after year. And if they lose someone like uh, Dwight uh, Dwight McNeil, which is one of their sort of star players, yeah. they're in big they're in big problems. And I know that Everton were looking at him at one stage, so I don't know if that's still in the pipeline. But if they lose someone like him, they'll be in serious trouble. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the that's the thing. I think that. I think they've got to start with Sean Dice. I don't. Think, I think get that get that sorted out um, asap. To be honest, um, I think they really do need to. to I sort don't. That I, out. I don't think that. I don't think they sort it out because he's probably saying, "Oh, I want to be backed." It's been three years now. I've kept you in the Premier League, 120, 120 to one hundred and fifty million a season, and I ain't got anything for it. You know, I haven't really. I haven't been backed. He's not really been backed last season. Who did he get? Dale Stevens, one million from um, from Brighton. The season before that, that's it. That was his only transfer last season. The yeah. Season, the season before that, who did he get? Let's have a look. Nineteen twenty season. They spent. They spent down in the back, Chris. twenty million, <laughs> nine million on Josh Brownhill. From Bristol, nine million. Jay Rodriguez, three million on a goalie from Leeds, and another million on a left back from uh, from Stoke. I mean, it will catch up with them. That's all I'll say with that. It will catch up with them eventually. So this may be the season. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I, you don't, you don't want it to, but you got, you must have had a bit of money coming. You natural Premier League money, not spending that much money. I mean. Where's your savings account to, to actually start spending? Because you must have had some money now. To like you said, you don't want that to keep playing with fire, do you? Because um, I, I, I do. Burnley strikes me as the team sort of team that if they do get relegated, we don't see them for a while. Yeah. Well, they'll, they'll lo- if they lose Sean Dyche, I think they go down. If they lose their well, when they lose their manager, I think that's the end of them in the Premier League. He's literally single handedly keeping them in the Prem. Yeah. So once they lose him, I think I think that's the end of them in the yeah. Premier League, and then they go down and they and they lurk around in the Championship for years. Yeah, I think that's yeah. I think it's that team. So what he's done, I know that um, the deve- a lot of the development uh, that they've spent their money on has been off the field, training ground, and facilities wise. But now's the time to invest in the team. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. Got to be done, mate. I am enjoying this though. Uh, all these transfer chats, it's making me think that after this, I'm gonna have to open up the laptop and kick on with the uh, football manager again. because <laughs> um, it is, is obviously the quality part of it, but uh, yeah, this this season, I'm looking forward to it, mate. I think, um, before we get into any big predictions, we've got to have the, the, the big, big dog Aaron White on here because I want to hear his uh, some of his thoughts on this stuff as well. We'll get all of our collective uh predictions again as we did for, for last year and uh, Mo mate I will uh, uh, applaud you mate because you, you've done well last year mate you've done well you've done well so I want to hear what wacky crazy ideas you know, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm going to probably get the be- best odds going after I hear about it uh, <laughs> and get get that sorted out but uh, yeah I think, um, I think I think you might be surprised on who my early favourites are for the for the league title but we'll leave that we'll leave that for after we've done the after when we've done the summary did, okay, let me ask you this then. Yep. Did, did that team finish in the top three this year? 
No. They didn't? No. Oh. They didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't finish in the top three this year. They finished in the top four, though. <laughs> <laughs> that gives it away. Yeah, but... yeah, there you go. That helps. Yeah, but no, okay, okay, okay. No, yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for that. Yeah, that's going to be that's going to be some interesting checks. Yeah, I've got some. It, it will help once we know a few more transfers for sure. I think our next episode, obviously, is going to be a nice, a nice busy one because I think there'll be a few more that have obviously crossed the line. You know, we will cover obviously Man United, but uh, we, we've obviously san, seen Sancho. Um, I'm not going to get into it too much, but you, whoever runs the uh, Man United social media needs to realise when you say that Jaden Sancho's home is Manchester and it is red, you need to do some serious, serious retracting of that. Mate, guys, <laughs> mate, they do not care. They are just rubbing it in Pep Guardiola's face, mate. They do not care about what what would the the normal bystander thinks. That all that is about that whole I'm home to Manchester is all about him leaving Manchester City for free and and coming back to the other side of Manchester, all to wind up Pep Guardiola. <laughs> That's all it's about. Yeah. No, no, it, it's it's total nonsense. It's to, even when he said it, like he said. I've come home or I'm finally home or whatever he said. I just thought, you're not though. But in the next breath, I thought, but who cares? Like, what, what can we say? All that is, is just a plain dig at Manchester City. And um, when they fire back with Kane and Grealish, it's not going to be nice. But we'll see, innit? <laughs> nah, mate, it's, gonna, it's not, it's not, it's not going to be good and it will be... They'll, they'll do the tweet and at the end of the season when they're lifting a trophy, it'll be another rub in, the, rub in their face. But if they get mm. Greece and if they get Greece and Kane, uh, change, yeah, it changes who I initially think is going to win the league. But, uh, no, no. Uh, you know my early prediction? Yeah, it's based on I still believe a couple of teams are going to make huge transfers. Huge. I think, I think the Premier League could get outrageous, I think, this season. <laughs> I haven't watched. Do you know what? I'm going to be honest. I have not watched match of the day in a long time because I just think you can just watch basically the goals as quickly as possible, right? I will be sat there actually soaking in with the transfers. I think that could happen and the people that could happen uh, could come in a season. One other thing for me, though, just in case, do you know that Mbappe's only got one year left on his contract? Yep, I do. I do know Mbappe's got one year left on his contract. And There's he's... a lot of rumours that he don't want to sign either. No, he'll go to Real Madrid for free transfer. 100. Well, if he doesn't, he'll either sign a new contract or go to Real Madrid next season for zero. That is what will happen. Absolutely that is bonkers. what will happen. He will go for zero. They paid 200 and odd million for him, didn't they? He will go for zero. He will go for zero. I believe uh, uh, that. Uh, honestly, that is absolute bonkers. Can't believe it. If that honestly, if they if they do that, that is, yeah, that is is actually mental. Wait, wait, what can what can PSG do? There's nothing I wonder, they can do. I wonder if Jamie O'Hara will say anything about that. Jamie O'Hara, mate. <laughs> you see, Jamie O'Hara, yeah, he definitely just says things to get headlines. He, he needs to keep it's... himself. Yeah, he he is he is. You know what? If he does ever get sacked from Talksport, he'll be work, doing the front pages of the Sun. Because that's what that's the sort of style <laughs> that's the sort of style he is. That's um, it. But yeah, no, nah, mate, it's gonna be there's gonna be some twists and turns. Cannot wait for it. I'm sure you guys uh, can't wait as well. As I said, there'll be the next few. Obviously, will be the who's audio. Ne- who's on the next review? The next review is. Let's just tell them so they know it's Chelsea. Yeah, well, we're, we're Chelsea points to be listening. So you got you're gonna have Chelsea, Crystal Palace, Everton. Crystal Leeds. Palace is a good one as well. Ooh, and that you're mighty leads. Yeah. And, Le- and Leicester. Ooh, that's a juicy one, to be fair. Leicester made yeah. a few transfers. Crystal Palace done some good work. Everton yeah. done a bit of good work as well. Yeah, good. Yeah, good they, they signed my double gang of Townsend. He's there, mate. It's all, all good. We've we've got uh, week three then. Week three, just so people know what's going up. We've got Liverpool, Man Big City, one. Man Big United. One. Newcastle, Norwich, yeah, massive with Norwich in there, mate. Definitely, 100%. <laughs> going to be huge. And then we'll we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up with Southampton. Oh, yeah, this is definitely bottom of the barrel, isn't it? Southampton, <laughs> Tottenham, Watford, <laughs> West Ham and, and Wolves. Um, 
there'll be so many Portuguese players we'll be talking about in that last section. It'll be outrageous. Um, but yeah, you obviously look forward to that. And after that, yes, you will get to see our faces. Um, <laughs> the big reveal. Maybe that's like, maybe we should do uh, transfer deadline day with our faces. Maybe that's how we could, hmm. that's how, maybe that's the, maybe that's the launch. Um, hmm. So get your haircuts ready, mate. <laughs> Yeah, well, and we'll 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 be good to go. But um, boys, girls, everyone that's listening, that's been another playing out from the back. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.